Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Getting crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the freaks. Coming off freak. Well, Freak Nation, going into the Martinsville race this afternoon, there were eight, and now we're down to four. Three spots were up for grabs because I don't think Kyle Larson has lost a freaking race this year. Well, he did today, <laughs> damn it. Today. Yeah, so we got we got our four set, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex Jr. And like I have in the past, I, I got a lot of things done during the majority of this race. I started out, probably a lot of us did the same thing, started it out with uh, – you know, see the start of the race. Did they get through the first 10, 15 laps? Then I got a lot, some, some yard work, went out and got some uh, athletic you events. You did not, you're lying already. Right. You did not see the first several laps of the race because you had to sit down and watch a movie to get ready for trick-or-treating tonight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's not even true. Actually, it is true, Crasher. I was neglecting my fatherly duties. I had the NASCAR race on my phone on Hulu while oh. my daughter was watching Descendants 3, and I was going, oh, that's a great, oh, that's my favorite part. Like, oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> because our daughter is trick-or-treating as we speak as Evie. Yeah. Statman, we got our four the for the descent. NASCAR finale coming up in Phoenix next week, bud. The dumbest idea in the history of man, this whole playoff thing is just, I was sitting thinking watching this, be like watching Tom Brady drive for the winning touchdown against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Miles Garrett jumps out of the third row and tackles the guy on the two-yard line. It, it just makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, so no way, shape, or form. Okay, then who was Miles Garrett and who was um, oh, today? Tom Miles Brady Garrett. today? No, he's talking about what could possibly happen in Phoenix next week. Oh, okay. I yeah, got I mean that's that's you you got everything on the line. It makes it makes no sense. Imagine if Kyle Larson is rounding the fourth turn going to the going to the 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 finish and the championship and uh somebody just gets mad at Kyle and says you don't deserve it. Today Kyle Bush was running for the fourth spot and his brother was holding up the one guy who could take over that spot from him. Now, I'm not saying that was on purpose, but it doesn't look good if your brother is protecting your butt going to the uh, checker flag. How'd that work out for Kyle, though? (laughs) Well, we'd be talking about something different if it did. (laughs) Well, listen, let me play devil's advocate, because if we were going into Phoenix and Kyle Larson had the thing wrapped up, would you spend four hours watching the damn race? Uh, I wouldn't spend four minutes watching it if he, right. was, if he had it wrapped up. I mean, what's the point? I mean, maybe maybe that's maybe the the, the great NASCAR gods have, are teasing us where Kyle Larson's going to win the championship. They just want to hold us through three and a half, four hours of the Phoenix race to watch him win the damn thing. Maybe tease us like, no, he's not going to win it because he's. There's, there, it's Phoenix. There's drama with Phoenix. 
Yeah, but the, I still say, like I said a couple of weeks ago, for Kyle Larson to have anything taken away from him at this point in the season is sacrilege and should be investigated. Even now, even though there's only four drivers capable of winning the championship, and I, I and I heard what you said earlier, even now at least he's in that fight for the for the championship. Yeah, at least he's in the fight for the championship. It would have been disappointing if he hadn't gotten there. But the season that he's had, seemingly winning at will, losing races on the coming out of the fourth turn with a flat tire. <laughs> Uh, he deserves deserves is maybe the wrong word, but he's been a, he's had a championship season, and to lose that is unfair. Well, let me put a little. Well, I wish we had about another two or three hours to divulge. I mean, to divulge to dive into this, but it's like um, the Cardinals. Was it two thousand nine against the Steelers? The Cardinals make it into the Super Bowl at nine. What was the regular? I think the record was like nine and seven. And it came down to the last few minutes against the Steelers for uh, the Steelers to pull it off. It was Kurt Warner deciding to throw the ball to the other team. But is that similar to the scenario that you're talking about? Yes, Antonio Holmes catches the ball in the corner of the end zone. Yeah, I mean, that's – I don't know. If if it was Kyle Larson and Truex fighting wheel to wheel, then, yeah, I would say that's fair. Uh, but to have uh, four guys going for the championship and 41 others fighting them for it is un- not right. All right, man, we're going to resume with some affiliates, get into some Crash Gladys pit news and notes, and Natalie Decker and a couple of riders from a Massacre Zombie movie coming up. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates, Freak Nation, from the Lucas Oil Studios, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. We now have four drivers that will be running for a championship coming up in Phoenix next weekend. We'll get more to that coming up in the show. But first, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com to find the right tire for your righteous ride. We're starting to get into some cooler months, going to get into winter. Make sure you have the right tires on that truck or SUV or that family sedan. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? NASCAR Cup, NASCAR Xfinity, and NASCAR Trucks, like Kenny said, one to go, only four to go for that championship in each series. First up were the trucks on Saturday afternoon, and even though it ended under yellow, it was one hell of a race and finish. Get this, 14 total cautions, but the end came down to Zane Smith, Stuart Friesen, and Todd Gilliland three wide on the first lap of overtime. The final yellow was brought out when Friesen went down track on Smith. Zane Smith survived. Stuart Friesen did not. The truck's final four in Phoenix are Zane Smith, Matt Crafton, John Hunter Nemechek, and Ben Rhodes. The Xfinity Series was up next Saturday afternoon. Noah Gregson basically drove like the champ he's proving he wants to be. Basically, he had to win and then be in. That's what he did. He nailed a pass on fellow playoff driver Daniel Hemrick in the final overtime, or excuse me, in the first overtime, and then held off points leader Austin Sindrick in the second overtime. In a drag race to the finish line, he took the checkers in the closest Xfinity Series finish ever at Martinsville Speedway. Your Xfinity Series Final Four are Noah Gregson, Austin Sindrick, Daniel Hemrick, and Freaks fave A.J. Allmendinger. 
I'm sensing a pattern here. Martinsville, very good cutoff race. Finally, the Cup Series and their wicked Halloween race. Hey, at least the final laps were a little spooky. The remaining three spots in the championship hunt needed to come down to points and points alone because Alex Bowman, a non-contender, bumped Denny Hamlin out of the way with six to go and then held off Kyle Busch in overtime to win the damn thing. But again, it didn't matter for Alex Bowman. You on Twitter are not happy with this, though. Even Denny Hamlin was getting booed by those in attendance. But guys, Hamlin didn't do the bumping. Are his off-track antics getting to you all now? Bottom line, the final four in the Cup Series who will compete for the Mega Championship at Phoenix Raceway this weekend are the winningest driver of the season, Kyle Larson, defending Cup champ Chase Elliott, and then along with Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin. Loads more, including NHRA semifinal race on racer.com. More on the championship chase coming up next. Speed Freaks Pits on the Lucas Oil Studios. Sports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. A Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of Mav TV Plus to the Mav TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. <laughs> If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. 
Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Coming up in the Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, Midnight Zombie Massacre. The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. Uh, and Natalie Decker, that's right, Natalie Decker flew the colors of this horror flick, the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, yesterday afternoon in the Xfinity race. She'll be joining us along with writers Mike Carey and Chris Margettis coming up here this hour. Again, the movie, The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, in which, by the way, you can watch that entire interview on our official Speed Freaks YouTube page. Getting back to what happened in Martinsville, the final four are set, but again, it seems that there are, it's the sideshow crasher that seems to take the highlights away of the four drivers who are running into Phoenix for a championship. It's Denny Hamlin and Alex Bowman. Of course, Alex Bowman not in the final four playoff run Denny Hamlin is but he was not happy with the way Bowman raced him and taking him out basically six laps to go and Denny shouldn't be too upset because he's still in the championship hunt but wow he was pushing Bowman post checkered flag and just not having any of it not having any of Alex Bowman I was looking up a couple of times going hold on a second Denny Hamlin is in the championship He's he's one of the four in the championship, you know, under his breath, MF and Bowman and calling him a cheap shot, just all kinds of things coming out of his mouth for a dude that's in the championship in Phoenix. Like, bro, back off. How many other drivers would like to be in your spot? I don't know where all that was coming from. I was in the same place. I kept saying, wait a minute, dude, you're in the championship. What do you care? Why were you running so hard to win? Uh you know, he was there. I, I don't, I don't get it. He was blaming him for being a hack and, right. and uh, all sorts of stuff. And I, I just thought that was unnecessary. It was certainly unprofessional and approached a couple other drivers that do that normally. Um, and it just didn't, it wasn't Denny Hamlin. And well, I, it's, it wasn't Denny Hamlin as we've seen him in the past. I mean, he has had such an emotional with his, baby daddy or baby mama with her releasing a bunch of information and causing a bunch of drama the week of the first playoff race, the first of 10 playoff races. And that's how he entered the playoffs with no wins on the season. Yet that angers him enough to take a win or, you know, allegedly I'm putting all this together. I don't know. Maybe the, the Denny of old is completely gone now that he's been outed for being a not so nice person off track. And now we're seeing the real dude. He's covered it up for sponsorship purposes. And now he's out. Well, yeah, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe some sponsors have told him that we're not interested in continuing the relationship. And, um, you know, that would certainly. But there was no reason to attack the guy personally. No, there wasn't. To protect his his professional. There's no reason to bump him on the track to just. If NASCAR does something and cuts him back a few points and challenges his chance at the final four. I think he would think twice. And the, the best thing about it was that voice that came on and said, big picture here, yes. Denny. And 
that backed him <laughs> off a little bit, you know. I mean, the guy was he he was running the risk of NASCAR on Tuesday saying, "Nah, you don't need to be in the final four. If you didn't see what Stats talking about, Denny Hamlin again stops on the track and tries to push Bowman through the wall, and then at the start finish line, they go nose to nose, and it was, and I. Again, you're just taken aback by what you're seeing. It's like, bro, you're in the championship. Right. You look why at it you, and go, it's so unnecessary. Why are you doing this? And then when they had him outside the car, I don't know if you guys noted this, noted, but his face, it was the the rage. It brought me back to what, 10, 15 years ago where Kevin Harvick <laughs> was on some deck lid of a car and his face was that of El Diablo. It, it, like the, the, <laughs> the expressions of these guys, I understand it's, Motorsports, it's not badminton, but the circumstances just didn't seem to fit the attitude. I'm telling you, we're the real Denny is is has been exposed. We're seeing the real you Denny. know, and it might be the guy that will where he's sort of bumbled and stumbled and kicked chances at a championship before. Right. Maybe right. this uh, attitude is what's necessary to get him to fight to the final turn for the championship, and he didn't have that before. Yeah, but do you want that in your champion, or do you want kind of a, a better guy such as Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson? Well, we had it in uh, Kyle Busch. We had it in Kevin Harvick. We've had it in other guys. Uh, why should uh, Diddy Hamlin or whatever iteration of Diddy Hamlin we're going to see <laughs> next week at uh, Phoenix uh, it, you know, it, it, if that's what it takes to win a championship in NASCAR, then uh, maybe Denny Hamlin has it now where he didn't have it before. How about that? All three Penske drivers are out of the championship. All three. Kyle Busch is out. Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Brad Kozlowski. Again, all three Penske drivers gone. Hey, wait a minute. Kyle Bush is not a Pinsky driver. No, no, no I'm Blaney, just saying. Logano, and Kislowski. Yeah, I was just oh. letting, letting you know of the, of the other drivers that are out as well. Yeah. You know, Statman's every freaking bet of Martin Truex, buddy. Martin <laughs> Truex Jr. is in the championship, Stat. I was wondering at the end, he had to pass, make finally get, finally get Kurt Bush out of the way, but he did it. Okay, so... You have said throughout the last couple of weeks it would be criminal if Kyle Larson doesn't take this championship. But Martin Truex is your guy. So you'd be okay if Martin Truex took it, right? Yeah, but Martin Truex, he would just be in front when the championship ended. Kyle Larson is the champion. Yeah, I gotcha. Midnight Zombie Massacre. Happy Halloween, Freak Nation. We're going to feature Natalie Decker, Xfinity Series pilot, who flew those colors yesterday in the race. And the riders from the Midnight Zombie Massacre, the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, you're going to enjoy this. It's coming up next. Speed Freak Spits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Let me join the list of motorsports fans who are disappointed that Michael Andretti wasn't able to buy his way into Formula One. He was working on a deal to buy out Sauber Racing and take over the Alfa Romeo team on the F1 grid. Word said Andretti was supposed to close the deal while the F1 teams were in Austin, Texas last weekend, but all that collapsed with some mystery. I'm offering something that's purely speculation, and let me emphasize purely speculation, but it's where talks like this wind up these days. Andretti Autosport has far less than 200,000 followers in its social media universe. Alfa Romeo Racing, more than 3 million. If you want a reason, there's one. 
Sponsors want to know that you can offer value added far beyond names on the car and merch. Social media does that. Size indeed matters in that important universe. American race teams will eventually understand the depth of that reality. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Uh, it's called the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, and you got the two riders, Chris and Mike, and Natalie Decker, who's going to be flying those colors coming up Halloween weekend. Uh, let's, uh, Natalie, we're, we got a lot of things to talk to you about, but I, I got to say to Chris and or Mike, let's go Chris first. Chris, you, do you realize that Natalie Decker is a social media fiend? Was this why you guys decided, or the, the, the people with the film decided to go with Natalie Decker to to put your movie on her deck lid? No, we had uh, we had absolutely no idea um, that she was the uh, social media maven that she is. Um, we we actually have a mutual friend, one of our uh, one of our financiers, and and I believe one of Natalie's sponsors, um, kind of put us together. Uh, you know, we were t- actually we were talking about it at the premiere of our film in Chicago. Um, we were all together, of course. You know, there were a couple cocktails involved, and somebody <laughs> said, "Why don't we, you know, get on the hood of a NASCAR? I know somebody. There's this girl named Natalie Decker that we sponsor." And, kind of looked around we're like okay yeah that sounds great um you know it's it's only been a completely unintended benefit that she's so awesome at uh, social media things because mike and i so particularly me i'm one of the worst social media people that's ever lived probably so um she's gonna have to make up for some really bad you know some 52 year old guys who don't know anything about it i'm still scared of the internet i'm gonna so. jump in here a minute uh, I just want to say that this is the one of a long list of things that have happened in bars over adult beverages <laughs> and napkins. If, yes. if, if you could put the venture capital industry in a booth in the back in a bar with a, a drink and a napkin and a pen, yes. the whole financial world, anywhere in the world would be involved. Well, listen. I will say this, but I'm but I'm confident because we have Natalie on our side that I'm I know this is going to end up with much better results than most of the barroom decisions that I've made in my life. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited. Uh, that we've got oh, almost out this one. So. Yeah, wait a minute, Mike. Can you say the same for that? One of your better barroom decisions? Yeah, but first of all, I want to know what a maven is. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, it definitely was, and like Chris had mentioned this before when. Todd was like, uh, hey, you guys want to be on the hood of a NASCAR? I'm like, only if I get to wear the bikini and he gets to wear the ball gown. I don't look good in ball gowns. Aside from that, we're good. But Chris was like, it goes together like peanut butter and chocolate. And I'm like, oh, well, I like peanut butter and chocolate, so let's do it. And then, then of course, you know, I didn't know who Natalie was at the time. And then when I looked her up, I'm like, Chris, we may have gotten in over our heads here. This girl's a badass. And we're like two old yeah. imbeciles, you know, so... But it, it seems to be working out really well. We couldn't be uh, more honored and, and happy to be a part of this whole thing. And especially Chris and I both have daughters. I have two, you know, two daughters. I have a young one, too. And seeing Natalie out there just absolutely whipping maximum ass in a male-dominated sport <laughs> is inspiring to me. And it's inspiring to my my daughters, too. So it's, uh, it's really a – it serves a bunch of different purposes. But if you put – Horror movies, NASCAR, professional wrestling, and rock and roll together, that, that's America. 
right? Oh. It's Amer- How more American can you get? It just seems like a no-brainer to me. Natalie, how do you follow up that last five-minute conversation? Can you? <laughs> okay, so before we even went live, we were all talking, and my face already hurts from laughing <laughs> so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. This is going to be so much fun. I, I just can't wait. And the car, which I've said so many times to so many people, but the car in the race suit looks so great. And it, it's just, it's amazing. It really is. And I can't wait. I'm so thrilled to be a part of all of this. This is one of those things that, I mean, you're going to have to frame this race suit. You're going to have to get a big old shadow box frame and because you're, you're not going to wear it again, but this is going to be like a massive collector's item come down the road. I know it's the, it is, it really is. And maybe we can do something like auction it off or do something. (gasps) There you go. It is I mean, it is going to be so special. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to do something really cool. A shout out to my brother, Mark Carey, by the way, who was the graphic designer who designed the logo. So can't take credit for that. Great stuff. Yeah. Designs all our stuff. (laughs) Did they? For free. Ah! (laughs) We like it. (laughs) Another. Yeah, right. Whoa. But but Natalie, this is again. We've seen the trailer and and we've done our research on this movie. This is this is about 180 degrees of the Natalie that we see on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. I'm, this is showing a side of Natalie that's like this is this chick's a badass, yes. man. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be a dream to be in a movie like that. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could have been in the movie. But well, where do we where do we where do we see in the sequel? Oh, <laughs> so bad. I want to so bad. I like count me in. Last <laughs> night I was at a haunted like house walk trail and the whole time I was just thinking of you guys. I was like, when are the zombies coming? <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched, uh, you know what? I watched part of the Xfinity race yesterday and I was thinking of you the whole time when I saw somebody spinning out at the end in the wind. So that was, um, I was, I was darn excited about that. I can, I'm, I'm looking so forward to seeing you in that car flying around that track, man. It's going to be awesome. Okay. It. So is this NASCAR experience a first for you guys, Mike, Chris, it, it, have you been to racetracks before? Have you watched races on TV? What I is your, your first impression? Well, I mean, I, I was on the fire department for 15 years and those guys were race nuts. So when there was a race on, they were watching it. So I'm familiar with it, but I'm really a, a, a novice when it comes to, uh, to all of it. I love fast cars, you know, big old engines. That's the American way. Uh, not so much into the electric cars. I think those are <laughs> fine for toasters and things like that. Oh, but from the, Hey, look, I, I, I'm all about not using petroleum, so I think we should burn as much of it as humanly possible. <laughs> Just saying. So, for me, uh, for me, I, I've been to one race in my life in uh, 1994. This will show you how, how long ago it was. Uh, I was at the Goodies Headache Powder uh, Darlington 400, I think it was, in Darlington, yeah. South Carolina. Um, Did you just I say headache powder? Yeah, believe it or not. Okay, so and they used to advertise Goody's Headache Powder on NWA Wrestling on Saturdays. So that was my connection. And there was a WCW car in the Saturday race. I think at the time it was like Winston Cup when you could still talk mm-hmm. about cigarettes and things like that, mm-hmm. which you can't do anymore. Um, 
but I wasn't the one thing I remember about that race was Dale Earnhardt was still alive and he was still racing. And to me, he was the Ric Flair of racing. Like when he did something, half the people either cheered or half the people booed. It was, it was like, there was no in between on that guy. You either loved him or you hated him. So uh, yeah, that was my one experience was, was Darlington way, 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 way back. Did you say 1994? Oh, who the hell is that? <laughs> my, Natalie, I, I'm, I'm sure you were not alive in 1994 when I went yeah, to the that's first what I was just say. <laughs> He's the same age as my older daughter. Gosh, no, I, I don't even think I was a thought at night. <laughs> what? That hurts even worse, Natalie. Thank you very much. I know. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for that. Whoa. Okay, we're going to end this interview now. <laughs> my, my wife just banned me from saying the words windscreen it's not windscreen it's windshield mm -hmm. they're not programs they're shows you know i'm not allowed to say old man words it's not an ice box it's a refrigerator that's the last time I can, a garbage can <laughs> i'm not going to reference years of my life anymore when i'm when i'm on with natalie uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i'm kidding you jeez i'm not kidding her <laughs> Statman, save us, please. Come on. Well, I'm I'm sitting here working out in my mind the uh, next film that's going to be Zombies at Daytona. Yes. Oh, the next film is a, is, yes. a, is vampires. It's the Manson Brothers Satanic Vampire Death Match. Yeah. That's the next one. And we'll go to Daytona after that. And Natalie, we'll you're in luck because we were supposed to have filmed it already, but COVID hit. And we had to put it off, and then we lost our funding, so we had to start from square one again. So it's not cashed yet. <laughs> That's good news for Natalie, though. Yes, see, good news. Or bad Wait news a minute. If it's, I'm, if it's I'm, you put me in for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It'll be awesome. It'll be better than the first one. Wait a minute, though. Explain that, because I, I don't understand that part of Hollywood. You lose your funding. I mean, was there a check cashed? Was no, there? No, I mean, that's a long story. Okay, really okay, long. no, no, that's fine. That's fine. COVID related, but yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. We were financing it basically went on. Okay, okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. You know. But now it opens up the door for new companies or, or right. new people or whatever to come on in and say, "Let's go, vampire right. murder yeah. case." And we work outside of the Hollywood system, although we're still. Uh, we're still involved with the SAG and IATSE union and all that, but we don't we don't operate within the studio system. That's a whole different ball game. That oh, okay. so I, I can't tell you. Uh, you and Chris look like you're, you're you're so part of the suits community. Both of you guys. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah it, it's why you're not hanging out the Warner Brothers lot, you bastard. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Uh, Chris Margettis, Mike Carey, Natalie Decker joining us here in the Freak Nation. Again, we'll put out a link on Twitter where you can. Uh, catch the latest horror horror flick now listen this is uh i'm curious let's i want to hear natalie decker's take on scary movies i, I like to hear millennials takes or younger people's takes on True. what was what's scary to them in their True. in their 20s when guys our age i mean that s was if you weren't dying in a movie from legit blood that it just <laughs> wasn't scary exorcist hello natalie what what are some scary movies that you grew up listening or grew up watching Anything zombie related, because I feel like I can relate to it a little bit. If that's going to happen in real life, like, you know, I want to watch the movie so I can see what I have to do to survive. <laughs> Be an imbecile and you'll survive. I am terrified of zombies. <laughs> what, but that's true. Uh, Chris or Mike, what was it about zombies that 
it, it, they just took over. Whether it was on what, yeah. was it with the series that the Walking Dead probably. was that what it was? Yep. Got it yeah. I, I think it's always been around because I think there's a you know I, I, I think there's that common thought process of a what happens you know when I die well you know what's gonna what's gonna happen with that. And, you know, there's kind of that that horde mentality around zombie films, especially the earlier ones, um, Night of the Living Dead and that kind of thing, that I think, you know, just it, it makes people nervous. And, and there's, a, there's a part of them that can actually see that happening somehow. And, you know, in a sense, we kind of just saw it with the pandemic, right, where we mm-hmm. had, you know, this thing that just, you know, ripped through the country and everybody's mm-hmm. trying to avoid it. And, you know, we're, we're a small step from exactly that thing and i think that's why it's taken on such a you know it's just become so big to people and even people who aren't generally horror film fans you know will obviously watch walking dead or or any kind of zombie movie i got another take on it (laughs) go well in a scary sense it's because you're outnumbered right so there's no there's no worse feeling in the world than being outnumbered that's the first thing with things you can't reason with right uh, uh, the second thing is, is you get to kill your neighbors with impunity. Right? There's, no, there's no ramification when you blow away Merv down the street who turned into a zombie who didn't return your garlic press a couple of months ago. It's like, I really want to kill that son of a bitch. But now I get the chance because now there's no ramification. what I tell you, man? Perfect for a Halloween night, right? The Manson brothers... Midnight Zombie Massacre. For more information, go to mansonbrothers.com. And as I said, I think somewhere in that interview, the Manson Brothers Satanic Vampire Deathmatch is already in the works. Miss any of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're there for you, man. Big second hour, Ben Barnes. And you know Ben Barnes, actor Ben Barnes, right? Shadow and Bone, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Punisher, Westworld. He's got a new EP out, Songs for You. You Not only is he a great actor, the dude's a great singer. He joins us in the second hour. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, our friends at General Tire are back at it again. And this time, they'd like to give you $100 back when you purchase a set of four qualifying light truck SUV General Tires between now and October 31st. Yes, we said $100 back on a Visa prepaid card with your light truck or SUV General Tires. Hey, football's back, so why not show off your new General Tires when you drop the tailgate for some pregame festivities? For more information, check out GeneralTire.com. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anywhere is possible. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back at the Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Been doing this for 21 years. And we continue on our conversation with Natalie Decker, Mike Carey, and Chris Margettis. The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, where Natalie was flying those colors on her Xfinity car yesterday. So we continue on. Part two with the Zombie Brothers. Natalie, it's craziness on Halloween. Okay, so I want to know, we've got these wrestlers in their twilight in Lucha Libre masks, and they're trying to fend off a zombie apocalypse, virus, whatever. When is that going to come into the infield of a NASCAR track? I mean, I know you got your next one already going with vampires, but I want to see zombie NASCAR drivers. Yes. Well, I would love to see that. Yeah, I think if you could actually get a zombie to drive a car, that would be super That would be scary. Yeah. You know, I was thinking um, masks, you know, they're really good luck. Is there a way you can bring me one for the race? Absolutely. Ooh. 100%. I'll, I'll bring the one from the we'll front with me. I would love that. That would be so cool. We'll bring them on Thursday. We will have, yes. them, we'll have them there on Thursday when we see uh, each other for sure. Okay, wait. Here's explain that to me, though. How are masks good luck? I, I, I don't know well, that. Oh, it's I'm sure thing. when you see the film... Yes! I can't ruin it for you. Yeah. It's something my grandfather told me on my wedding day. Remember, yeah. son, <laughs> man, wrestling masks are good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pop. Thanks, Grandpa. The, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the thing behind it is that um, because in the film I'm always trying to upset my brother, so I decide for this Halloween... Uh, masks that we're going to do to go buy some luchador masks and I, and I get them from this gypsy lady at a secondhand store and she tells me that they're yes. enchanted and i'm just excited because i know he's going to be upset and i'm going to make him more wrestling masks for the uh, uh for the film. <laughs> so 
That's ba- it was, you know, purely luck. We don't ever really say if they actually are lucky or not. But yeah, um, you know, we don't know we, if we do what a lot happens is coincidence or if they're really magic or mm-hmm. in the but second Natalie, they're going to be lucky. That's that the thing. For, for Natalie, they definitely, definitely looked magical to me. Yes, there you go. They hey, they got us through a movie. We made a film. There you go. <laughs> People seem to like it. So I guess we're okay. <laughs> How did the whole Randy Couture, uh, what, six-time UFC champion come about? Did he, did, did he demand he come in there and whoop your ass? or you no, guys? He doesn't have to demand it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the funny thing about Randy, uh, the guy's like a renaissance man. I mean, he, he writes poetry. Like, he's exactly the opposite of what you He's going to kick your ass for saying that. I know, I know. But, but, but what this, you know what the six-time UFC champ would be like? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's nothing – at all like it. He's just he's just the greatest guy. We were fortunate oh, that our man. director, Max Martini, um, had done uh, a couple episodes of something else with him uh, down the line, I think, on um, the unit or something like that. They had stayed in touch. And, uh, you know, Mike and I had actually thought about Randy when we were writing the part uh, that he wound up playing. So it was just, you know, crazy, kind of coincidental, you know, great to have a director who knows everybody in Hollywood. Um, and, and we were able to pull it off, and he was awesome. And he was anxious to do something else, you know, like something comic related and sort of try and expand his horizons acting wise. And he really committed himself to the material, no matter how ludicrous it was. And uh, (laughs) he's great. He's like, I think Mike and Chris like to make up tongue twisters for everybody to say to throw them off. And I'm like, (laughs) jeez, mostly each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, he's awesome, man. I, I can't say enough. But we had Boss Rutten on there, too. He's another UFC champion. Pride champion was on King of Queens, and here comes the boom. And he does a bit in there where he explains where the term say uncle came from. Ah. <laughs> absolutely. It's absolutely hysterical. Every time I've watched it with an audience, people always roar at that part, and it died. Uh, it's so funny. The boss is one of those guys that could you'd laugh at him if he was reading you a medical journal. Yeah, he's just funny. Oh, no. he's, just, he's just really funny. He's just story. a funny guy, just yeah. naturally. It's had a crazy accent. Yeah. We had such works. a great cast for the thing, and it was so fun. And I mean, everybody from from uh, you know Randy and DB Sweeney and Adrian Pazdar, who the are you know the established stars you know to uh, the people that played sort of the but nobody's really a secondary character you know, you've got caleb torres who plays a character called butch who's an irish gangster and he's hysterical and just everybody put 100 percent into it uh the, the the actresses who play our girlfriends were great i mean they're they just committed didn't want to have any special treatment or anything you know, they really, we really abused them. And in a bad way, not a bad way. Easy. And they you just pick your, you pick like, your bring it on, like, bring it on. <laughs> and uh, Jay Lund, who plays a character called Captain Marvelous, and Dave Meadows, who plays Carson Murdoch, just, you know, top notch. Actually, Sean Jay Lund is a great character, I would think, for a NASCAR audience because his suit that he wears is very oh, similar. Yeah. Uh, to a, to a driver's suit, he kind of looks like a combination of Evil Knievel meets uh, Elvis oh, Presley. Yeah, uh, adding about three hundred uh, pounds. Yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> the outfit I think would really resonate with the fan base. He's everybody's sure. favorite character. Anybody that watches the movie, they're always like, Captain "Stop saying Marvel that." This is our promo. The, cut that out, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, which of course you get it on demand, iTunes, Amazon, original horror film. Uh, tackles wrestling's most hated team. I was, of course, reading the title of the uh, press release in there, but 
One of the, the, the questions I have for you, Natalie, is we get pitched a lot of things from a show, and sometimes people can't see our faces, and we give them this looks like, the hell are they pitching us that for? <laughs> when they were pitching you this movie to put this on your deck lid, were you going, oh, my God, what the hell? Can you run us through the pitch of yes. putting this movie on your car? I'll tell you exactly how I found out that this was an opportunity. I was downstairs. And my boyfriend, Derek, he does all of the anything that has to do with sponsors and managing contracts and things like that. And he was upstairs. So I was like downstairs playing with the dogs, getting our day started. And he comes running down the stairs. Natalie, do you want the good news? And I was like, yes, I want the good news. What's the good news? And he's like, we have a really cool sponsor for Martinsville. And I was like, tell me, tell me. And he just told me everything about it. And days later, we had the mock-up of a race car, the fire suit. And I mean, it was just, it moved so fast along and it was just so exciting and so fun. And I knew when he came running down the stairs to tell me about a sponsor opportunity that it was going to be good because he never runs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so he's kind of like me and Chris. (laughs) We got him some exercise. That's good too. So yeah. we're, uh, we're helping people all over the country. We got your we got your great sponsor. The bad news is it's the Manson That's brothers. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get to the bad news part. <laughs> but he didn't say anything. He just says, "Do you want the good news?" And I was like, "Yes, I want of the course. good news." <laughs> well, she, she's not saying he held up a picture of Mike and I when he when it, that was the bad news part. Here's the bad news. Bad news is with these. With you got to take pictures with these guys. <laughs> no. Now they can't tie their own shoes. They're pretty personable. Oh, now we've gone from bar top napkins to aerobic zombies. Now this mm-hmm. interview was covered about. Everything we need to go a little bit more into uh, Uncle Merv, though. I'd like this Merv guy. Oh boy, we got to figure out how don't to go get there, him. Man. Don't we got to get him into the show somewhere. You know? There was a wolf man last Halloween. There was a wolf man in his backyard, and I shot it. But by the time I got over there, it turned back into his dog, unfortunately. <laughs> well, we had a we had a truck driver uh, after he'd won a race. We heard he was outside. He said, where are you? And he said, I'm on my back porch with my rifle waiting for something to move so I can back away. <laughs> that's oh, a true story. It sounds more like Randy. <laughs> victory Celebration 101 right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, zombie. Did he have a bottle of Jack Daniels with him? That would have been easy. Probably. Rifles and Jack Daniels go together like peanut butter and chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> Chris and Chris and Mike, you talk about your 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 girl dads. I'm a I'm a girl dad. Statman's a girl dad. And yeah. uh, how do you justify such craziness? Or do you even just say screw it and just see if she, see if your daughters adapt to this? How do you justify your craziness with these with these flicks? I'll give you a. Was well, that so much with the flicks? Like so, my two daughters. I have a 24 year old and a 10 year old, and they were both kind of weaned on this stuff. But when, when they start getting the picture of what their dad is like, as I was sitting yesterday with the 10-year-old watching a, a, something on the Travel Channel, and I said, I think I'd like to see a couple of Bigfoots one time. I think they'd be pretty cool. They, wouldn't, they probably wouldn't attack us or anything. And she turned to me and she goes, do you hear yourself? Oh, no. 
that's when you figure out, okay, they've caught on. Yeah. You know? Big foots or big feet when they're multiple? Right? I think that's a good feet. question. It's a it's good question. For, no, but for they, me, you know, they love horror movies. My kids love horror yeah. movies. So it wasn't for me and my daughter, like, my, my daughter turned 16 in July, um, and I wouldn't let her watch the film until she turned 16, so that was kind of... That was kind of the first thing. Although I have it on good authority that she uh, snuck out with the with the Blu-ray and watched it at a friend's house prior to Guaranteed that. She's, she's, she's proud. Um, yeah, Small. but I mean, you know, it, it's it's a genre and, and it's a film. It's not you know it's nothing that's real. And, and uh, for me, I don't I don't know if I really have ever justified it to myself. <laughs> As we're sitting here talking about it now, thanks, Kenny. You're that may be the worst and, thing we could do. Um, yeah, right. Mike, I'm retiring. Yes. Uh, after this video, I, just, <laughs> I can't handle it mentally. Well, the um, other thing about this particular movie is it's not like this is not a super intense horror film, like yeah. you know, Saw or Rob Zombie film or Hostler. It's not. It's very lighthearted. It's humorous. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's very cartoonish. Now there's a lot of language in there. Yeah. So like you know, but that other than that, it's it's really a kind of innocuous. It's just a fun film. You know, well, I, there's blood and guts, but it's, yeah. it's, it's contained and it's not just kind of it's not a, it's a, Yeah, when there's blood, there's blood, but it's not every scene. And, you know, there's only one scene in that film that I would cover my daughter's eyes for, and I blame Max Martini for it, but that's a whole There you go. Exactly. Story. Mike and I didn't write that part. So yeah, that neither did we. We didn't write it. We have a general rule. If yeah. you like the movie, it's because right. of me. And whatever you don't like, that's Martini's fault. It's, it's Max Martini. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, you brought up language, so I just have to drop this out there that we had an interesting moment with our seven-year-old last week, and she dropped the F-bomb for the first time, and she used it in such good context. And I do... I do blame movies, but I'm not going to blame movies because I kind of have a trucker mouth myself, but I try to be good around her. And yeah, it's like, in a sense... As long as you know not to do that in school, yeah, okay, we'll just keep it under wraps in the family. Hey, okay, right? And if you're using it in the right context, like, it's you know, right. There's, a, there's a little bit of pride involved there. That oh, we couldn't stop laughing. It was really good. Well, she wanted an explanation of why we, when we were angry or were laughing. excited, we'd say, shut the front door. <laughs> she, she'd say, what? That, that doesn't mean anything. Then she caught on. And then she watched Talladega Nights, and she goes, yeah. "Why is this bad?" Yeah. I went, oh hell! <laughs> Here's the good news: she's probably going to Harvard because yeah. I swear a lot, especially when they're she's young. She's very astute. Yeah, I, I would. I'd be excited if I were you guys. See, right? Yeah, I was a little proud. I have to admit. Natalie, do you remember the first time that your parents recognized that you cussed or said something just completely uh, off color? Yes. <laughs> and I was racing and something bad had happened and I said some bad words on the radio. And once the race was all over, my dad was like, um, when did you start saying that? Oh, <laughs> you have a transcript of that? I'd like to How old were you? That's what? what I learned. Yes. I was probably 16. Um, oh. But the thing was, is I'm, I hung out with all the race car drivers and down in mm-hmm. the uh-huh. We all know they talk like crazy. Uh-huh. I was starting to catch on on what words were being used and how to use them. <laughs> so the first time your parents heard you, it was over the radio. I was driving my race car. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, it's so funny. It felt very seven years old like some people's kids. I, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
We're ending this interview now. But I, I don't blame movies. I blame, or my parents, because my parents, I've never hear them say any curse words. Wow. But I blame everyone in the garage area and in the yes. racetrack. Yeah, sure. <laughs> blame NASCAR. Yes. Blame blame all motorsports. You stick with that story. If, if, if my kids swear, it's totally because of me. Yeah, that's yeah. After being in the Marine Corps, in the nightclub business, the professional wrestling business, and the fire yeah. department. Oh. Nah, it's anything but an expert. And, I, and I hate it. I really do try yeah. and stop. But it's, like, it's almost impossible now. It's like, gosh darn it. It's a sign of genius. It really is. You drop a couple bad words. You are just literally, like you said, Harvard. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. That's just what it is. I was raised mm-hmm. by my uh, maternal grandfather for many years, and he used to tell me he wouldn't like it if I, like, used my street Chicago accent and said, hey, I'm going to go with those guys down there and meet them. And he'd be like, oh, them? Does them have be in it? And, or, you know, if I, and he would always tell me, if you if you curse, it really makes you sound like a fool, and nobody's going to take you seriously. And he was right. And he's right. The problem is yes. I make my living off of being an idiot now. So I guess it's okay. it works. Yeah. Man, this is stone cold bonkers. Yeah. I love it. I like this, man. I just, I was trying to get Natalie to drop an F bomb in there and really <laughs> aggravate some people. Oh, we can do it. I give oh, Chris and I about five minutes. I, bet you movie. I want to do it in the movie. <gasps> there oh, you go. We'll save him oh, for that. Perfect. Oh, what'd I tell you, man? Perfect for a Halloween night, right? The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. For more information, go to themansonbrothers.com. Excuse me, mansonbrothers.com. And as I said, I think somewhere in that interview, the Manson Brothers Satanic Vampire Death Match is already in the works. Natalie Decker, finals colors on her lid in the Xfinity race yesterday. Badass, right? Missed any of the show? Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're there for you, man. Big second hour, Ben Barnes. Actor Ben Barnes, right? Shadow and Bone, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Punisher, Westworld. He's got a new EP out, Songs for You. Not only is he a great actor, the dude's a great singer. He joins us in the second hour. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Network broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. Freak Nation, it's a big second hour. And why do I say it's a big second hour? What if I told you this on this? Nice job, Crash. It is a Halloween night, and it's fitting that we had last hour the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, along with Natalie Decker. But how about this? Actor Ben Barnes, Shadow and Bone, The Punisher, and of course, uh, Narnia. Narnia. Chronicles of. There you go, Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> Ben Barnes will be joining us this hour. When you hear this cat's voice, 
He was a hell of an actor. But when you hear his voice with this new EP that he has out, Songs for You, holy smokes. He'll be joining us this hour. And also Major League Soccer, as we get closer and closer and closer to their championship, uh, we'll feature a Major League Soccer star coming up at the end of the hour. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Lucas Oil Studios, 21 years of doing this thing. And that's 21 years of Halloween we've been doing this thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> wicked. Right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> 21 years of boo. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Bowman wins your cup race, and the four are set. Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex Jr. all vying for that championship coming up next weekend in Phoenix for championship weekend. Statman, your favorite, your favorite Halloween candy is? Snickers. Snickers is one of the major food groups. We've yep. had that conversation before. Yeah, I just needed you to remind me again that you've been saying yes. that for 21 years. <laughs> okay, what if, Statman, what if uh, candy corn was sitting in front of you and you and you you had that ping in your stomach that you were hungry? Would you eat some candy corn? No. Thanks. I'd, eat the, <laughs> Thank I'd you. eat the plastic that the candy corn came in Thank or you. the bowl it was in. Candy Corn and I have a very deep respect for each other. I don't bother it, and it doesn't bother me. I th- thank you. Thank you. Why? How can anyone bring themselves to eat, even if it's just the tip or just the bottom of the candy corn? It is nasty with a capital N. I, it's repugnant. I cannot handle candy corn. I will actually take, no, I won't, Mm-mm. black licorice over candy corn. No, no. neither one works. No. Hold on a second, Stat. It sounds like you've got a story in there with candy corn. Was there was there a night or something that happened with candy corn? Because you're fairly adamant about that. Like crabs out of the bag. Yeah. No, no, the crabs weren't carrying candy corn when they <laughs> flopped out of the bag. So I, uh, no, I just don't. I never liked even when I ate candy when I was a kid. I, uh, I didn't eat candy corn. There was a CBS News poll this morning on Sunday morning. That said, more than 50% of the people surveyed put the whole candy corn in their mouth at one time. And then uh, like 16% or something would eat just the white tip off the top of it. And I said, who would be so, even if you ate this stuff, why would you eat just the white tip of it? I mean, there's there's no righteousness about candy corn. Yeah, here it is. 35 million pounds of candy corn are sold each year. And that's just to America, apparently. 52% of Americans who eat candy corn. So let's, wait a minute. No, they actually say 52% of Americans eat the whole piece at once. Does that mean 48% and therefore the three of us are part of that 48% do not like candy corn? So more people in America like candy corn? I like candy corn. I never you said do? I didn't. Yes, I oh. told you that. I like candy corn. And I eat oh. that white tip, but I don't throw the rest of it away. <laughs> you That's the first thing you do? You bite off the white tip and, yes. and eat the rest of it later? Yes. Oh. Wow. I'm, I might get canceled. That, I, I might get canceled for that. That is canceled. Sounds, are you wearing a ZZ Top t-shirt? That might be something I'd look great. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It might be something else entirely. All right. If you like candy corn, please tell me, though, it's not your favorite. Absolutely not. No, hell no. I got 10 in front of that or 15 or 20. But if you tolerate it, 
It's yeah. not that you love it. You tolerate it. Yeah, if you I'm... just like candy, and if you got nothing else to eat, you'll eat candy corn. <laughs> yeah, and like those stupid little peanut marshmallow-looking things. Whatever the hell those things are called. I don't know, hell. We just spent six minutes talking, breaking down candy corn, and we got four dudes running for a championship next weekend. <laughs> it is Halloween, isn't it? <laughs> All right, we're going to resume with some affiliates and get us some Crash Gladys Pit news and notes. And looking forward to this interview with actor and now singer Ben Barnes coming up. But first, let's bring in some snappy Speed Freaks affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. More affiliates joining us at nine past the six past the hour. <laughs> it's Halloween, man. Happy Halloween. Trick or treat. Loaded, loaded on candy, man. What ain't candy? Crash Gladys, pit news and notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your ride. Winter's coming, man. Colder months are here. Snow's in the mountains. Make sure you got the right General Tire on your ride. Go to GeneralTire.com. Dot com. Crasher? Let's talk all NASCAR because we do have more candy and adult beverages to get back to. 14 total cautions in the truck race on Saturday afternoon. This was a wild, wild race and finish, even though it did finish under yellow. It came down to Zane Smith, Stuart Friesen, and Todd Gilliland. They were at Martinsville, three freaking wide on the first lap of OT. The final yellow, though, had to be brought out when Friesen went down track on Smith Zane Smith survived. Stuart Friesen. The truck's final four in Phoenix are Zane Smith, Matt Crafton, John Hunter Nemechek, and Ben Rhodes. The Xfinity Series was up next. Noah Gregson driving like the champion. He's proving to all of us he wants to be. Win and you're in. That's what he did. He nailed a pass on fellow playoff driver Daniel Hemrick in the first overtime, then held off points leader Austin Sindrick in the second overtime. It was a drag race to the finish line to take the checkers in what became the closest Xfinity Series finish ever at Martinsville Speedway. Your Xfinity Final Four are Noah Gregson, Austin Sindrick, Daniel Hemrick, and Freaks fave A.J. Allmendinger. Finally, the Cup Series and their wicked Halloween race. At least the final laps were pretty spooky. The remaining three spots in the championship hunt came down to points and only points because the winner was Alex Bowman. He's a non-contender, and he bumped... Denny Hamlin out of the way with six to go and then held off Kyle Busch in overtime to win the damn thing. You on Twitter are not happy about a lot of this, including Denny Hamlin as he was getting booed. Was it because of his nose to nose finish line bump on race winner Alex Bowman? Or is it just because you don't like what he does off track? All right. Bottom line, the final four in the cup series who will compete for the big championship at Phoenix Raceway this coming weekend are the season's winningest driver, Kyle Larson, your defending Cup Series champ, Chase Elliott, Statman's favorite, Martin Truex Jr., and those who want to boo Denny Hamlin. Loads more to catch up on, including the NHRA semifinal race from Las Vegas this afternoon. Catch it all on racer.com. Actor and singer Ben Barnes next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, our friends at General Tire are back at it again. And this time, they'd like to give you $100 back when you purchase a set of four qualifying light truck SUV General Tires between now and October 31st. Yes, we said $100 back on a Visa prepaid card with your light truck or SUV General Tires. Hey, football's back, so why not show off your new General Tires when you drop the tailgate for some pregame festivities? For more information, check out GeneralTire.com. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anywhere is possible. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearbox boxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. You stopped my heart from 50 feet. It pumped and sang and skipped a beat. When I sleep my soul I wish for you to be happy I wish for you to be free I wish for you to be feeling Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, 21 years of doing this. Many musicians have rolled through here. Many motorsports stars, many celebrities, many actors, including this guy, Ben Barnes. You know him from Shadow and Bone, The Chronicles of Narnia. The Punisher, Westworld. He's got a new EP out called Songs for You. Dude's got some pipes. Holy smokes. Looking forward to this. And, and don't be surprised that this guy, actor and singer, Ben Barnes, knows a little bit about automotive, fast cars, and 
Stiggs. Ben Barnes, now. I am a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a motorhead. I've definitely seen every single episode of Top Gear that has ever been uh, <laughs> that has ever been ever been produced. So so I do love all that, and I love all the motor challenges and stuff. I've never fully got into uh, Formula One, but I do know that Lewis Hamilton was staying down the street from me uh, um, a little while ago because uh, he was doing like Instagram posts of the 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 view in Los Angeles. I was like, that's my street. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said hey tea tomorrow morning yeah exactly <laughs> well let, let's jump on that ben barnes joining us here in the freak nation actor and now a hell of a singer joining us oh, here in the lucas yeah. Oil studios and and ben you're, you're talking about top gear you're talking about lewis hamilton formula one and when you talk about top gear and you say you've watched every episode you don't just stumble on that no. For three or four years, I mean, that's legit viewing for somebody that's got some motorhead inside of them. That's it. That yeah, it's a, it's a commitment. I just think I I always I've always sort of said that it was the best cast show ever. You know, uh, just um, you know, originally with with um, Clarkson, Hammond, and May, just like the way that their chemistry that they have between the three of them and their just like shared passion. And I think like that's that's the thing that I respond to most in life. I think just being around people who have a very like intense passion for for something it doesn't even matter what it is and i love watching people do the thing that they do well the thing that they do the best whether that's someone dancing ballet or or driving a formula 1 car or 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 you know cooking an indian meal whatever it is that like <laughs> gets the blood pumping through their veins like that i i kind of uh, i respond to that very kind of um, intrinsically and vividly all right, so getting the blood pumping through your veins, people know you on the small screen, the large screen, and now they know you in music. That is your true passion, is it? It is, absolutely. I think I think storytelling is the thing, like sharing sharing stories and understanding people as best I can is kind of my my passion. And I think, you know, playing lots of these different kinds of characters through the years, whether they're kind of psychotic villains or uh, or whatever it is that they might be, um you know, trying to trying to kind of view the world through different lenses and understand the world through different people's perspectives is interesting to me. And then I think, you know, more recently with the music, trying to express, you know, my personal and intimate reactions to to, to things in the world as well, so in a sort of more kind of, um, you know, just this authentic and intimate kind of kind of way, sharing something of myself rather than you know, kind of trying to understand the world through other people's eyes. Okay, that's that's something that I wanted to touch on with you as well, because when you are acting, you are you are repeating words that someone else wrote. You're interpreting someone else's character that they have for you versus your music. It's coming straight from your heart. It's coming straight from your mind, straight from your gut. There's no interpretation needed. It's it's so natural. So when it comes then to combining the two in music videos, how do you avoid conflict with whoever has the vision of your Mm. video with your words? That's a good good question. I I think we avoided it on the first one by it being my vision for the video. uh, (laughs) I I sort of managed to employ the skills and and talents and passion of of various like directors and and actors and crew members that I've worked with before. So they could kind of help me bring my my vision of telling that story. So I wouldn't really have to do any acting. I could just sort of, tap into things that were that were sort of from me um and then the second music video i did i actually got a friend who who pitched the 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 concept of the video but then we worked on it together so that it you know i wanted it to feel 
honest you know I think because the thing about seeing that passion in people is that you have to be able to feel that it's that it's honest and and um and I think with with this music stuff with from the lyrics to the to writing the chords to working with the producers and the instrumentation all the way through to um kind of curating the videos and and editing the shots together I wanted it to feel like it came from something real because I think when people listen to music they ascribe it to stories in their own life they don't care about what happened to you they care about how it makes them feel about the people in their life and how it helps them relate to their heart and their guts. Love it. Ben Barnes, I, I crash stole my question. So I got to go oh, sorry. A further down the road here. <laughs> uh, I fell in love with a song you did, Leon Russell's song and Donnie Hathaway sort of took it as his own, a song for you. Uh-huh. Well, you mentioned the uh, video there. That video was just a simple you at the piano singing. Uh, was that the best way to tell that story without getting involved in a whole bunch of other locations and scenes and other things? Just you talking to anybody? Oh, you mean? Do you mean when I when I like covered that song? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that was you know I I kind of was dipping my toe in the water of 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 kind of the music arena by by picking just songs that mean something to me you're picking the songs that have chimed with me that that I've kind of related to through the years and and just singing them at my piano to see what people's reactions would be and they they went all the way from oh you have a nice voice you know to you know oh can you try and cover this song all the way through to like where's the damn album give us the album (laughs) you know there's there's like tweets and gifts with you know with that stuff on it with people waiting for Beyonce's album and I was like yeah they're right where is it like I don't want to end up like 85 years old and and not having done this I, I I just I sort of promised myself to prioritize doing it so no one can ever take away that I didn't do it and shared something of me because life's too short not to do that hold on a second though is that your best interpretation of we wacky Americans where's the damn album no no there's a gift there's a there's a there's a thing on Twitter for famous video of this uh, of this man who's like standing outside a record label waiting for Beyonce's album and that's an impression oh, <laughs> nice yeah, well, then find it up. Do you know, I've just remembered something about Formula One. Huh? I've just remembered something about Formula One. Yeah. In that I did a short, um, a short film about Formula One as a sort of tester to see whether there could be a show about Formula One. And I went to Miami and I was playing like a rather villainous kind of, uh, well, not villainous, but, but kind of like not very pleasant British uh, race car driver. And then there was a... Uh, good friend of mine Alex Gonzalez was playing a sort of heroic Spanish Formula One driver and it was a it was it was a it was just a passion project I think for somebody and I, I was only on it for a couple of days so I'd forgotten about it but um it was uh yeah it was it was a sort of a, like a tester to see whether it was feasible to make like a drama show about 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 Formula One um, how many years ago I can't remember must have been six or seven but it never oh, wow. it never it was just yeah. for uh, promotional like pitch purposes it wasn't ever supposed to be seen it was just supposed okay. to be kind of used to 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 kind of pitch studios to say look we could make a show about formula one but obviously it, like i would love to see like i like obviously a lot of the documentaries and stuff recently about you know formula one and netflix and following mm-hmm. stuff because as much as i haven't really got into the races i love the behind the scenes of everything um so um 
you know, making an actual like net, like a, like a drama show about like Formula One drivers, I thought, I thought was like a really cool, I thought that was a really cool uh, idea if you could make it grounded. But I think the feasibility of like showing the races and the expense of all that in the end has always proved a bit too difficult for people. Stat, I know you have one more question, but you know, I've got to ask this, ask this question. Were they asking you to play Ralph Schumacher? (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, stay away from the guy's an ass. No, Dude. it was all made up. It was made up. <laughs> you had to go there, though, didn't you? But his you? brother, his brother Michael Schumacher, is one of the greatest the drivers in history. Time. But mm-hmm. his brother Ralph Schumacher, if you see anything with Ralph <laughs> Schumacher, Ben, he's not your favorite. I can tell. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm using my spidey senses of deduction to to, 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 to use. I'm Sherlock Holmesing that he's not your favorite. And <laughs> yeah, those senses that he learned in Westworld. Although that, that applied directly to, to what he just said. Boom. Dialing up my intuition. <laughs> Let, let's go back a little bit to the music, because I fell in love with a couple of the things that you did. What kind of music influences did you have in, in the 90s? Uh, was a heavy R&B influence on a lot of people. Did that hit you the same way that it did others? Yeah, I think I think when I was, you know, when I was a kid, I was my dad's record collection. It was all like 70s bands, sort of, um, you know, the Beatles and the Stones and the Who and the Eagles and all of that stuff. And I, but I would always rummage around in the back of his vinyls and find the Stevie Wonder, the songs in the key of life, the, the you know, I'd find the, um, you know, the Doobie Brothers and I, I, I loved Queen. And then when I started like playing instruments and, and ha- having music teachers who I was fond of and they knew what I was into, they would be like, listen to this Donny Hathaway record, listen to mm. the Chuck Khan, listen to Etta James, listen if you, this is what speaks to you. James. Stuff. And, and, you know, I think like, you know, I've got a picture of like Ray Charles right there mm. in my kitchen. Like it's, it's like, that's the stuff that I love. But once it's passed through the filter, you know, all kind of sprinkles in the pot. It's so, you know, when I, released my song rise up i was like i want the strings to be lush and big like like georgia you you know like i mean Ray charles is georgia um you know there are moments in 11 11 my first song that i released where there are these sort of harmonized guitars and i'm like oh that sounds like that sounds like queen that sounds like you know just a little a little you know a seasoning of this stuff i i because i didn't aim if i aim to try and sound like ray charles i'm gonna fall short you know what i mean so um uh, so I think that, you know, you got to, you can only aim to sound like you, but, but it's going it, to, it's necessarily influenced by everything you've ever kind of, kind of listened to. And I called the, the, the record songs, songs for you, partly because, because of my love of Donny Hathaway and that recording of that Liam Russell song. Hmm. So let me go back a little bit more, go a little deeper, dig a little deeper on what Crash asked. You, you come at, a lot of this stuff, and you kind of hinted at it there, where all of this has a, an impact on you and everywhere you've been, and all of the success that you've had in uh, uh, film and TV, where people are directing you. Did you take those influences and say, "All right, uh, I got stuff in here that can't sit back any longer, and I'm taking all the filters off." I've got a, a different, unique sound now, and it's time for the world to hear it. I think, I think, yeah, there's something about the way you phrased that, which, which makes me f- feel something very sort of 
vulnerable, which is which is actually I tried to do this about 20, over 20 years ago. And but I was interested in sort of making music and I didn't know what I sounded like when I was at school. I did these like Stevie Wonder soul nights. I did Frank Sinatra tribute concerts <laughs> when in my oh, wow. acting career, I've played like train hopping Americana folk singers in a movie called Jackie and Ryan with Catherine Heigl. I've sung 20s jazz in Easy Virtue. I've sung ridiculous 80s glam rock in Killing Bono, but it's never me. It was never <laughs> my voice. It was never my message. It was never my life that I was singing about. And it, I just reached a point, I think, during the pandemic, I think a lot of people were focused on, you know, if you take away my identity, if you take away the things that I have to look forward to and the, the structure to my life and all of those things, what am I left with? And actually I was left with some of these what I was left with was time to, to to sort of exactly what you said, like find my sound, my voice, my messaging and, uh, you know, and my kind of thematic through line of, of hope. And I think I've been drawn to, 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 to movies and TV shows about hope. And I think all my songs are like very like hopeful in nature. And I think that that was kind of re- I realized only at age 40 that that is kind of my like defining characteristic. And one more here on that line, you spent time as an actor uh, trying to relay somebody else's vision, whether it's a director or a writer, an editor or a producer. When you got into the studio with your own music, did you find yourself trying to be that kind of influence on everybody else or maybe even on yourself to uh, go to a vision that you had 20 years ago and now after washing it through all these filters, you feel strong enough to present it. Yeah. It, it, what you said in the last question about, about taking the filters away is actually more what it felt like. So yes, of course I would work with these great producers um, uh, who would help me with the instrumentation and, and the connections and, and how to get the music out there and everything. But um it was about taking away the edit, taking away the direction and the script and all of those things and having it be as, as sort of direct and pure as it, as it could be. Um, but I, but I still, you know, like I do with really good directors on, on movies, you know, really, really good directors also know when the best idea in the room is not theirs. Hmm. So it was the same for me with the producers. If they're like, you know what, we should, we shouldn't have brass on this track because it's, getting muddy and heavy and you know and I'm like yeah okay you're, yeah I think I think that's right play it to me both ways and then yeah no they're right so so I think it's like that it's 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 more of that navigation like like you're saying yeah but I loved I loved that part of it I loved, I loved being able to have, to be involved in that in that process and 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 hear people's uh perspectives and use people's talents like the str- string arrangers the brass arrangement where you know, to my, to some friends, I would singing backing vocals or whatever. They put their little, their little vibe on it. And it, and it, it's better because they poured something of them into it. Freak Nation, you know him from the Punisher, Westworld, Shadow of Bone, the Chronicles of Narnia. And now you know him for his voice. Uh, ben Barnes joining us in the Lucas Oil Studios. What, hey, what are you driving around the streets of LA right now, Ben? Do you know what I've got? I've I've actually uh, uh, I've been driving a, a very old Range Rover because I'm a Brit in LA and everyone's <laughs> car is supposed to be too big in in LA. But um, but I've I, I've recently had my eye on the uh, on the uh, the Taycan, the, the electric. Whoa, the electric Porsche. I just think it's very beautiful. It reminds me of an Aston Martin, but you know because I I love all that old school James Bond. 
Aston Martin kind of styling. But I think the Taycan is one of the most beautiful cars that Porsche have come up with. You just can't. An English person saying Aston Martin, and that's how you're supposed to say it. I know. We say, can't We can't even try. Say Aston Martin one more time, Ben. Aston Martin. Yeah, see. Damn. <laughs> if someone would just give me that that elusive DB4 that is just like that car that is like you can't even, like you've never even seen one, but they're like, you've just seen pictures and they make you drool a little bit. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, buddy, thanks for doing this. Good luck to you, man. We'll we'll have this uh, video out on all of our social platforms and run the audio on the National Radio Show Sunday night, man. And we'll let uh, Amanda know and you know via all the social media platforms, buddy. Thank, Thank you for doing this, great man. Great with you guys. This was great. Thank right. you very much. All right, man. See you. Have a great day. <laughs> let me join the list of motorsports fans who are disappointed that Michael Andretti wasn't able to buy his way into Formula One. He was working on a deal to buy out Sauber Racing and take over the Alfa Romeo team on the F1 grid. Word said Andretti was supposed to close the deal while the F1 teams were in Austin, Texas last weekend, but all that collapsed with some mystery. I'm offering something that's purely speculation, and let me emphasize purely speculation, but it's where talks like this wind up these days. Andretti Autosport has far less than 200,000 followers in its social media universe. Alfa Romeo Racing, more than 3 million. If you want a reason, there's one. Sponsors want to know that you can offer value added far beyond names on the car and merch. Social media does that. Size indeed matters in that important universe. American race teams will eventually understand the depth of that reality. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Happy Halloween, Freak Nation. This segment brought to you by good friends at Lucas Oil. Inside your engine, outside your engine, inside your car, outside your car. They got the product to keep your ride looking snappy and being happy. Just go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. You know, when I think of horror movies, my horror movies when I was a kid are much different than today's horror movies. When you think of a horror movie, Statman, what's your go-to to just scare the bejesus out of you? Um, I don't, I generally don't watch horror movies, uh, because I worked in the news business so long that some (laughs) of the, some of the pictures I have from looking in a dark edit room at weirdness uh, is worse than some the worst stuff that they could think of to put in a horror movie. So I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night with, you know, unnecessarily. Crasher, your horror movie experience is a little, even still a little bit different than mine, given the fact that we're 10 years apart. I mean, the go-tos for me were The Exorcist. I mean, that was oh, really the okay. go-to for me was, was The Exorcist. And then Halloween 
Friday the 13th. Those were go-tos for me. But what about you? Yeah, Jason Jason started my fear of stuff. But then I guess I had a, I had a slumber party in October in, I think it was fourth grade, and saw Rosemary's Baby, and that freaked oh, me out. Oh, yes, But yes. the overall, my 80s experience was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. For some reason, that one also kind of freaked me out, even though I look back on it now, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> because horror has evolved so much better now than what it was. But yeah, Freddy Krueger kind of got me going in the 80s. Yeah, I forgot about Rosemary's Baby. Oh, and Carrie. Oh, yeah, see. What I, about Silence of the Lambs? That's, yes. That's more 90s, and yes. But is that a horror it's, flick? It's just or spooky yeah. creepy, and it yeah. that worked. That Silence of the yeah. Lambs, yeah. Yeah, really I, I finally watched that about 10, 15 years after it was out. <laughs> and uh, when, I, when I saw what was going to happen at the end, I just closed my eyes. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have that memory in my head. You Put the know? lotion in the basket. Freak yeah. Nation, Major League Soccer is starting to wrap up their season. We're going to have a championship before we know it. Houston Dynamo's own Griffin Dorsey, which, by the way, they're not running for the championship. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Hole Studios on Halloween night. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV-TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV-TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV-TV and MAV-TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. 
Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Again, hope you're having a safe and happy and prosperous Halloween night. Getting, I mean, I want, I want tonnage when it comes to Reese's peanut butter cups in my uh, snappy candy bag. Oh, but, that's uh, what you mean by prosperous. Yeah, prosperous. Yeah. Again, happy Halloween night to your Freak Nation. If you miss any of the show, go to the website speedfreaks.tv. Major League Soccer star Griffin Dorsey will be joining us in moments, but I want to remind you: be sure to follow us on Twitter. Facebook, and again, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Ben Barnes was in here earlier, actor, now singer. He was here in last hour. Natalie Decker and the writers from Midnight Zombie Massacre, the Manson Brothers, Midnight Zombie Massacre, uh, they joined us. You missed it at the show. Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Now, Major League Soccer star Griffin Dorsey joins us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, so many things that we could talk to you about. Your season's winding down. You're not ending up where you would like to, of course. But, again, this is your first big boy season with the Dynamo. Uh, you're originally from Colorado, and I see that – I don't know if you had a chance to play against Colorado. In, did you make your debut in July with the Dynamo? Is that right? I want to say that's right, yeah. Right? So you didn't you, you didn't play – point all blur together. Yeah. yeah. From leaving Toronto to coming to Houston, it, it all at this point is blurring together. So you didn't have a chance to compete against the Rapids in that May match where they took down the Dynamo. I believe you were there for the August match. You've got another Colorado Rapids match coming up. Is it tough to not like your own state's soccer team? I want to be honest. I mean, I was in Toronto, so I know what it's right. like to not like other teams, especially Colorado. <laughs> and um, it doesn't really change here. You know, being a, an ex-season ticket holder for the Rapids, it's uh, – it's definitely a little weird not to be cheering for him, but when we go head to head, it's definitely not friendly. Well, Crasher, before we get into your who's your love, I've, I've got to get into this because we, we've, we've had numerous Dynamo players and uh, FC Dallas players here in the Freak Nation. And I am from Dallas, and anything south of Dallas, we just didn't like, including Houston. Has it been uh, beaten into your head that anything, anything north of Houston, Austin, Dallas, you just don't like, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. One of my first, one of my first, uh, one of my initial first games. I want to say one of my first five games was in Austin, and you could just tell the heat um, between those fans, the Houston fans, the environment in general is 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 not very friendly. Um, like any rivalry, though. But the thing is, 
do you are you a player that that thrives off of the enemy's fans, your your rivals fans, or do you want your home? I mean, you always want your home field to be loud and crazy, mm-hmm. but do you kind of get more geeked up when it's the enemy fans that are yelling smack at you? I think it's a little bit of both. As a player, I think it gives you energy when you got your fans backing you, and I think it also gives you energy when you got fans in your ear talking talking the way they want to talk to you. So it's definitely a little bit of both. And then how do you channel that to focus on the pitch? I mean, let's say things aren't going your way and you've got to channel that energy into making something positive happen on the pitch. How do you do that? Or how have you learned to do that over the years? You know, I think it even started in Indiana. I mean, the rivalry between Indiana and Maryland, for example, <laughs> in the Big Ten and soccer is is massive. And when we would go to Maryland, it's it's not like it was a friendly environment to play in. And I think as a player, you just learn to adapt to either silencing it out or some players decide to let it in and just let it fire them up. I think for me, it's about letting it in and just embracing the entire moment and, and, and letting it fire me up. That's tough for me to understand because being, again, being in a relationship with someone from Indiana, I don't think of Maryland. I think of... Hold on, her- hold on. Do you want to clarify? Uh- that not only do we work together, but we're married. Yeah, look at Griff is going, what the hell <laughs> yeah, did I like, just walk is- into, man? <laughs> yeah, we've it's it doesn't happen every day, Griffin, where you have two co-hosts that are married together. Well, married uh, together as well. But, yeah. uh, okay, let me take a step back. <laughs> because, again, I'm from Dallas. I'm a UT fan. So, needless to say, if you're from Oklahoma, you stink, you suck. Uh, and I would, and I understand it's the same thing when it comes to IU. Anything Purdue, you suck. So when I hear Maryland is, granted, I don't. Maryland's got a badass team, but still, do you have any hatred for Purdue, Bud? I mean, obviously you got to have hatred for Purdue, but the fact that they don't have a men's soccer team and playing kind <laughs> of makes it makes it a little bit different. I mean, when it comes to basketball and football, yeah, we hate Purdue, but when it comes to soccer, I mean. The, the rivalry really isn't there because there's no team to do. You know, hold on, though. You just touched on something. I'm I'm still shocked that they don't have a team still. I graduated a long time ago. I graduated in 94 from IU. But it just blows my mind that with how soccer has grown, I think, leaps and bounds over the last couple of decades in the United States, how some D1 colleges still don't have teams. Do we need to change that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's no doubt that that needs to change. I think you're starting to see it change. And even the way the MLS is growing in the U.S. is just showing that soccer is becoming more and more popular throughout the country. And, you know, college is, is just another aspect where that, that can piggyback off of. And then also with how soccer has grown, these clubs, these leagues have been the way that you guys have well, again, everybody's story is different, mm-hmm. but it seems like some of these club teams are how people are getting their way into the MLS ranks. College is another route. Is there a little bit of a splintering in the feeder system of soccer because of all these different ways to get to the big leagues? Yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult, and especially as a young American kid, you know, trying to make it in the MLS, you see the MLS growing. And, you know, sometimes some clubs value it more to go to South Central or South America and find a, a player, a young player, instead of, of looking in the U.S. ranks, um, which also makes it difficult. I think, you know, there's definitely a few things that make it really difficult, but the growth in the league is definitely is definitely hard. 
Griffin, you were talking about the growth of soccer in Canada. When you think of Toronto, Toronto FC, you played for before. You think of Toronto, you think of the Maple Leafs, the hockey team. What was the growth of soccer in Canada compared to what we're told is Canada's first love, hockey? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the hockey culture there is almost like the NFL culture here. I mean, it's it's live, breathe, die, Maple Leafs. And everybody is the same way. And I think even with the Raptors winning their their uh, their title while I was up there as well, made basketball a very big sport. But I think that soccer rivals right there in the in the third spot, right underneath basketball and hockey. We saw the success of the women's national team who won the gold medal in the Olympics. That probably helped with the growth of soccer in Canada. But what the freaks and the freak nation really wants to know is trash talking. Would you talk any trash with maybe your top rival in the MLS? Maybe it's Austin now. Do you talk any trash when you get on the pitch and you're in the heat of the game? You know, I think <clears throat> right now I'm trying to still get my footing a little bit in the league. You know, I've, I've had, I think, 15 to 17 games played. So I'm still, you know, working my way into the league. I don't think too much about trash talk, but I can tell you that here and there, it definitely comes out. But after the games, you know, I'm a very friendly person. Very friendly. <laughs> Griffin Dorsey joining us here in the Freak Nation from Houston Dynamo. The dirtiest team that you've played against so far in Major League Soccer is? I got to go Real Salt Lake. Ooh. That's yeah. the last team I would think. All, all those nice folks up there in Utah, <laughs> oh, nice. buddy. <laughs> it's a farce. <laughs> really? Sit, tell us why. They've got a couple midfielders that can get pretty nasty and, you know, definitely not. You don't want to poke and prod too much with their midfielders. <laughs> okay. Who was just mic'd up recently? It was in motorsports, actually, where I saw somebody mic'd up and it was just absolutely hysterical. Of course, some trash talk was going on as well. Mm -hmm. Is that something that maybe it's, it's different with MLS, especially with no commercial breaks and needing to adjust the microphones on the fly? But is that something that MLS maybe should look at in the future is micing people up to really get the flavor of what's going on with you guys out on the pitch? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that could be a possibility down the line. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I definitely believe that that could help spark some more some more interest in the league. Because I feel like there's more ridiculous banter that goes on between you guys than there is on an NFL field. I, there's just, you guys are constantly gnawing at each other. Whereas in the NFL, it's, you have a play and then it's done. And then you oh, have a play and it's done. come on. Crasher, they'd eat each other's faces if they could. Well, <laughs> yeah, but the helmets are in the way. I mean, let's just, let's give MLS credit where credit's due. I mean, right. they've got the best talking game in the business. Wow, I respect that. Holy smokes. <laughs> and I want to see it on TV. Hey, Griffin, uh, do you have a girlfriend? I do. Can she decorate your house a little better? Oh, come on. I mean, you have nothing. You have a mirror behind you and a I white wall, nice, bro. A, a nice plant? Ah, it's okay. There's some pictures on the wall and a plant. Oh, I've got it all set up. Look, I got all my cards oh. right here. Oh, oh it's God. over, man. <laughs> There it is. Wow. Why don't you yes. use use the guitars as your backdrop, bro? Come on. I can do that. Those are we'll badass. Switch. Yeah, let's take a look. <laughs> Give us stories. How did you get those and, and why? And yeah. ooh, Whoa. gorgeous. No, I decided this one I got in uh the red one I got in Toronto. 
the gold one I got in Colorado, and then this was my first guitar. Oh, a boy. Yeah, you do have a girlfriend. You have a pumpkin by the TV. Women just like putting pumpkins around <laughs> the apartment. I got pumpkins everywhere. I know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's fall. It's pumpkin spice everything. Stop it with your hatred for the pumpkin. But come on, Griffin, you didn't roll out to freaking uh, Safeway or I don't know what the hell the stores at uh, HEB and go, hey, babe, let's get a white pumpkin and put it to the lower right of the TV, right? I'm, I'm counting right now. I got one, two, three, four, five, five pumpkins in my living room to dining room area. I can promise you they weren't my purchases. <laughs> But well done to the girlfriend. All right. If I was to walk in on you, Dorsey, Griffith Dorsey with uh, Dynamo joining us here in the free, if I was to walk in on you with your guitar uh, and you could play any kind of music, what would you be playing on one of those snappy guitars behind you? I mean, if I could play any? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going John Mayer. Whoa. Ooh. I mean, that's like, Top class, years and years of practice. I still got a long way to go before I can play some of his stuff, but definitely John Mayer. Is that how you got your girlfriend? You started playing some John Mayer for? Because that's that. that <laughs> That'll work. That dude can get women lit up all over the place, man. Um, I'm more of like a classic rock. I listen to a lot of my dad's music, um, which is okay. kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is give me a couple. That's of more up your alley, Kenny. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the Who, the Eagles, yeah. Rolling Stones. Those are my type of bands. I, I'm not much of a millennial music enthusiast. <laughs> that to me, though, and yes, I'm biased. That is Bloomington music. That is Bloomington, Indiana Hoosier music, right there. I so tell you right now that a, a big reason I listen to it too is. My Bloomington native friend uh, on the soccer team um, was one who introduced me to a lot of it. Boom! There you go. All right. Well, let's 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 say this then, Griffin Griffin Dorsey, Houston Dynamo, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Sold out. It's uh, what is it? NRG Stadium. I think where, so. Yeah. Houston? yeah. Yeah. Where where the Texans play? Sold out in a NRG Stadium, and you get to fill in for Pete Townsend. Or let's say uh, Joe Walsh of the Eagles. What chords are you going to rip? What band are you going to join? To uh... and you've practiced and you are perfect yeah, yeah, at it. Yeah. God, I mean that's a hard one. Wow, <laughs> stumped. I mean, like Rocky Mountain Way is Joe Walsh, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a Colorado guy, Rocky Mountain Way is like awesome, awesome. <laughs> I would that's have to go. And we would we would be we're also also love us some motorsports. Please tell me that uh, the time you spent in Indiana, you did get a chance to see an Indianapolis five hundred. It's only two years. No, what? I was in. I mean, I was at IU for a year and a half. It wasn't like I was there for four years. Right. Uh, <laughs> Hello, super but, draft. Uh, no, the, the closest I got to racing was the. Um, the little five. <laughs> see, that's bike race. So, good enough, go. though. Good enough. And see, cool. that's another movie you need to watch, Richie, by the way, Breaking Away, all about the little 500. Yes, we will school you later on. 
It's badass. Okay. <laughs> no, but little 500. Yes, that, that's Bloomington tradition. Perfect. That's all he needs right now. It's, as soon as he scores more goals, he'll get invited to the 500 as a Houston Dynamo VIP guest. Mm-hmm. It'll be all good. Well, buddy, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, good luck to you for the for next year. Hopefully, Dynamo will be contending for that championship. Uh, we know that um, you'd much rather be in a better position than you are at this point. But, man, thanks for doing this. Hopefully that uh, those pumpkins don't stick around too damn long. Come November 1st, well, okay, no, they'll stick around for they'll Thanksgiving. Stick around. Yeah. Right. They don't turn into fir trees or pine trees until after yeah. Thanksgiving. Exactly. Or little Santa Clauses. It's badass. Hey, Griffin, <laughs> man, thanks for doing this, bud. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. What did I tell you, Freak Nation? It is a Halloween night. Hell of a spray with musicians, uh, drivers, and big-time horror movie writers and actors. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Capped off with a footy freak. Look at you, Crash. Houston Dynamo's own Griffin Dorsey here in the Freak Nation. Statman, uh, you have about six or seven pounds of Snickers waiting on you after this show. At least. Yeah, I got one Snickers bar. It's about seven pounds in there waiting to get hit. <laughs> it's his pillow. He has a Snickers pillow. <laughs> He's just going to go yeah, to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you just turn over and eat your pillow and go back to sleep. Oh, that is greatness. It, I'm sure that's already been invented, but that would be a hell of a way to go. That All right, Freak good. Nation, thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. NASCAR Championship weekend next weekend. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat, man. Cut it loose. Zip. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.